In the last episode of Bangladeshi Women Entrepreneurs, you'll learn about Aisha Alos, attorney and counselor at Alos Law. Learn more at Sada, S-A-A-D-A dot org. Stay tuned. Today I'm here with Aisha Alos, an attorney and counselor who practices in Metro Detroit. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself. So uh, I, as you introduced me, I am an attorney, um, practice in the Metro Detroit area and specifically business law and real estate transactions. Uh, I'm a mother and I try to balance my mom life with my attorney life and try to um, help small businesses, uh, startups grow. So tell me a little bit about your childhood. Um, Were you born in Bangladesh or were you born in America? I was born in America in uh, Newark, New Jersey, about five years there before my family decided to move to Michigan to be more closer to a Bangladeshi community. And when did your parents uh, move to the U.S.? Um, In 1990, right a year before I was born. What do you remember about your childhood growing up in the Hamtramck, Detroit area? I remember being uh, surrounded by my culture the good and the bad. (laughs) Growing up in a conservative Bangladeshi community, I guess not having the freedom to do whatever I want, but keeping in mind that my parents, um, their culture and uh, respect their traditions. But I remember doing a lot of trying to be myself, but also try to respect their traditions, which was hard a lot at times. But I, I mainly think of my dad and his hard work and everything he sacrificed to be in this country and so that he could provide for me and my family and um, so I can pursue my dreams. Tell me a little bit about your family. Who, who do you have in your family? Growing up, it was my mom and my dad, my older brother and my younger sister and my younger brother. My younger brother and I are 15 years apart, but we're still very close. Um, then I got married in 2014. So I have my husband and his family. My in-laws were very close. We're a very close tight family. And I have my two children, my two daughters. Tell me a little bit about um, like high school and college. Where did you go to school and what were some things you pursued? I went to Cass Tech for high school. During my time there, I always thought I'd be in the science field. I thought I'd be a doctor. Towards my senior year, as I decided I wanted to go into engineering. And that's what I majored in at Wayne State. So I spent two and a half years as an engineering major until I decided that it wasn't for me. I was very involved in student government at Wayne State and started learning more about policy work. So that's what uh, was made my decision to change from engineering to pre-law and pursue law school. At that time, you know, what were some things that were happening that inspired you to pursue law? I remember being in my comparative law class and that's when the Arab Spring happened. I was just so inspired by what people were doing that I, I wanted to be part of change. I wanted to be part of policy change, foreign policy change. And um, I just knew that that's where I want to be in the future. And that's what made my decision to go to law school. You know, besides the Arab Spring, what are some other things that you feel like inspired you to become an attorney? I think one of the biggest things is um, have, growing up in a community, a Bangladeshi community, but not being represented in the broad aspect of things. You know, having that identity and having that my experiences really defines me. And that I believe people such as myself need to be represented in the area of law and area of the policy work. And I think that's what really drives me to keep going. My father was an attorney back in Bangladesh and he came to America to pursue um, law here, but he couldn't afford to, you know, supporting a family and doing that here. 
And I grew up always saying that I never want to be an attorney. Uh, I don't want to be like him. And that's where I became complacent with pursuing medicine because, you know, being a brown girl, that's, that's what we do. We pursue medicine, right? <laughs> I think because my dad was so involved in my education, I didn't realize how much of influence he had on me, but it was always in the back of my head because he, I grew up where he would go to people's homes and help them with their unemployment, with their, their uh, application for citizenship or visas. And he was just always helping people in our community. And, you know, me, I just, as a kid, I just feel like, well, why do you spend so much time doing this? Are you not getting paid for it? He, he didn't care. It was just about helping his community and people that needed it. And that definitely did um, inspire me to be who I am, I think. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from. When you were doing uh, internships and fellowships, what were some of the experiences you had and what led you to business law? I spent a lot of time doing a variety of work in different areas of law. So um, I started in more research work with one of my professors in law school. And then I moved into veterans law at the University of Detroit Mercy Legal Aid Clinic. Um, they do a lot of pro bono work for in immigration, veterans, uh, criminal law. And so I started off with veterans law because I just had a connection with the professor that ran that clinic. From there, I interned in the immigration um, sector of the immigration clinic. And I spent a year and a half there. And then from there, I started interning at different firms in business law and um, intellectual property law. And I just, business law just came so naturally to me. I didn't have to work too hard. It was just, everything just made sense and always just came naturally. And that's what drew me towards business law. When did you initially start your own business? I started my practice this year, January of 2021. Um, during the pandemic, I did practice. I lost my job and I started practicing on my own, um, helping people during the pandemic that were struggling with their businesses, you know, helping with their PPP and things like that with the CARES Act. But I, uh, I officially started my own practice in January 2021. What inspired you to open your own business? It started because of the pandemic. It really is because during the pandemic, you know, I, I had a lot of reflection, like a lot of people did, you know, reflecting, connecting with my purpose. You know, I thought about like why, a lot about why am I here? What, what, what am I serving my purpose? And seeing so many people struggle during this pandemic, I think that my family struggled throughout, you know, coming to this, this country and working so hard so they could provide for me. And now I'm where I, I need to be and I'm not in a place of struggle and I want to be help to those that are struggling. That's what drove me to start my practice where I want to help people pursue their passion and pursue what their purpose is and help them do that. And I started seeing a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs during the pandemic, you know, people on, on social media, they're uh, starting their businesses in baking or jewelry or just all sorts of industries and they're pursuing their passion. And I want to help support that. What are some initial challenges you had while opening your own business? The biggest struggle is so I want to practice law and that's why I do this, you know, help uh, businesses grow and um, help with their illegal aspects of their business. But there's so many things that come with that because, you know, as I am a practicing attorney and have my own practice, it's also a business. So I have to be my own assistant. I have to be my own social media person. I, I have to do so much on my own. It, it is difficult because my, my goal is to practice law, but I also have to run the business aspect of that. I think for me, the biggest struggle right now is social media because social media is such a big aspect of every business. I have to balance posting on social media and still being relevant. As you know, if you're not on social media, you're not relevant, right? <laughs>
Tell me about um, some of your clients that you're serving now. You mentioned that a lot of people are small businesses. What kind of businesses are you serving? Initially, my my father-in-law, he runs a business and he um, con- he connected me with um, people in his community. It's really just word of mouth. So from there, um, I got more confidence to practice because he's introduced me to so many clients from there and that I was able to connect, be more confident in my practice and connect with people from my own community and help them with their businesses as well. There are a variety of work. So from my father-in-law, he's in the uh, tobacco industry with Puka Tobacco. So he, I, I help people in that community. And then also um, people who are in the like clothing. Some are just have these ideas they want to start from their own pharmacy practice or, you know, starting their own clinic work. So it's a wide variety of areas of their industries. And so who would you say is like your biggest client base right now? I think just minorities and the immigrant community, just because, you know, having this identity as being a Bangladeshi woman, but also being married to a Lebanese Iraqi man, that I have this identity where I can help both communities thrive in what they want to pursue. How do you feel identity has played a role in your entrepreneurial aspirations? I believe my identity is everything. You know, when someone sees me or sees reads my name, they know that, you know, I am foreign. And uh, I, I amplified that I am a Muslim Bangladeshi American. And I carry that with me throughout my practice. And people see that because it really it plays a big role in um, my day to day. What does it mean for you to be a Bangladeshi entrepreneur? I, I think I mentioned this before that there's not a lot of us being represented in all aspects, even though there there are a lot of Bangladeshi people in their community is so large, but we're not represented well. And for me, I think being re- represented in the legal field, but helping others be represented in their field as well is very important. When you were growing up, did you see a lot of female entrepreneurs around you? I did not. I I did not even see a lot of Bangladeshi men entrepreneurs as well either. I think in the last few years, a lot of uh, women are becoming more entrepreneurs, you know, having the support from their families and communities and just the independence. And I think social media p- plays a big role as well, that um, there are more women entrepreneurs. And they're the ones that inspired me to start my practice. Seeing them run their business through social media, it helped me or inspired me to start my own practice and pursue things on my own as well. What's your favorite part of your job? Helping people pursue their passion. You know, I actually had a debate about someone about this that, you know, they believe that work does not equate passion. And I don't agree with that. I think passion drives us, you know, for every aspect of our lives. You have passion for your family or, you know, even if the day-to-day struggles of, you know, your kids yelling in your face, you're you're not going to give up. You have passion to raise your children to be what you want them to be. So that, that passion drives you to get through those difficult times with them. I think the same thing comes with your work as well. You have a goal, you have that passion will drive you to accomplish those goals. And I love seeing people's passion. I see it in their face and seeing their hard work. And I love that. I, I love when people pursue what, what they love instead of like, you know, that Monday nine to five. Speaking of family, um, you know, you have two daughters. So tell me about, you know, what is it like being a mom and an entrepreneur? I love the flexibility. I love being able to set that work time and then that family time. And there's no mix. You know, before I wasn't able to have that discipline, work life kind of like got mixed into family life. But now there's so much discipline and how I do things. And work-life balance means a lot to me. And I used to always ask that in interviews, like what's the work-life balance like in your firm? And if I didn't get 
what I wanted from that answer, then it was, I knew it wouldn't be a good fit because work-life balance is so important to me because I love being a mom. I love being involved in my household and my family. So it's very important to be able to balance my work with my family. What do you hope people learn about you? I hope that people learn that I'm here for them. I know there's this always been this misconception that attorneys are liars and cheats and they only care about themselves. You know, they care about their billable hours or, you know, just getting paid. But for me, I, I know what struggle is and I know what hard work is. So I can relate to people and I want them to know that I'm relatable. I work hard. I get things done. I'm there for you. I'm there for, for my clients, for their best interests. What would you like people to know about Detroit's Bangladeshi entrepreneurs? The hustle never stops. (laughs) We hustle. We will work hard. I feel like from everyone I've met over the years, it's just Bangladeshi people. Our generations before us work so hard to get us to where we are that we know what hustle is kind of ingrained into us. And people from the Bangladeshi community, they will work hard and they'll do it with an honest heart. It's not like hustle where, you know, we grind and we don't care about the people around us and we'll let people just let go of the people, the, the connections we make. No, I think Bangladeshi people, we, we hustle, we grind, but we pull people with us and we, we want everybody to grow and everybody else to succeed as well. What do you feel like is next for you? Well, I have a long-term goal and it's always been in more policy work. I do see myself moving forward with that in the next few years, moving into the policy sector. Until then, I'm just happy to help small businesses and startups and you know people pursue their dreams. Anything else that you'd like to share? Like I said, I, I, I practice in business law and all business startups. So I, I'm here to help. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time today and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. Learn more at sada, S-A-A-D-A.org. Stay tuned. 